good old Jimbo thought that was a good idea. So he's like, how about, how about we do the same for Avatar? Two VHSs for Avatar. <laughs> We're going to go with two VHS for this one, and everyone's yeah. blue. <laughs> and the way of the water's three VHSs. <laughs> what you going to do next, James? Four? Four whole VHS? Throw it on a laser disc this time, make it eight discs. The funny thing is, I bet Patrick Tomasa watched that movie on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> likely true. Welcome back to Rally Caps. I'm Steven. I'm Eric. I'm Gene. And today we're talking about a project that the three of us worked on for Leica back in September of 2022. Eric, what was that project like? It was like a commercial. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we were filming a documentary all last year with our pal Joe Greer. He is a very popular and um, very talented photographer, primarily film photographer. Mm-hmm. He loves shooting with his Leica M6 and has for a handful of years. And so he became an ambassador with Leica, um, I don't know when, maybe two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in this documentary we were doing, we weren't, it wasn't primarily about his artistry. It was actually about uh, his running a career. So he's been a hobbyist marathoner for a couple of years now. And this was his, sec- his second attempt at the marathon, trying to go under two hours and 40 minutes. And in the process, we were shooting a lot of B-roll of him doing his thing with like street photography and using his film camera and his artistry as a photographer to supplement the documentary, talking about his personal life, talking about his work life. And then it just so happens that uh, it was right in the midst of like a re-releasing the M6 to production um, 20 years after they stopped production of the mo- that model of camera. So uh, Joe being the ambassador he is with him, the influence that he has, they wanted to make a commercial for the announcement with Joe as a character for, um, for selling it. And so, I mean, him and his manager were just like, well, it makes probably the most sense to hire you guys yep. to do the commercial with the, all the footage you're sitting on with Joe in New York and Nashville and a multitude of other environments using that camera already. So it felt pretty unfair yeah, for us to uh, make that commercial because anyone that watched it was just like, did y'all like, <laughs> how did, ha- did you have like five months to <laughs> yeah. do this production? We're like, yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> well, in a sense we did. Yeah. 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 So Eric, I think you were the first touch point for that. Joe reached mm-hmm. out to you. Yeah. Gene, when was the first that you heard that this project was a possibility for us and what was your reaction to it? Yeah, I, I can't rem- recall the exact, mm-hmm. I can't recall the exact place where you guys brought it up to me. I was probably in the studio at some point, uh, right? Is that right? Is that true? So. Yeah, it was in the studio. And I remember when it came up, the, what I do remember is that I was very confused at first. Like, I was like, what, wait, we're going to, what? Well, we signed an NDA, so yes. I had to like secretly <laughs> and we pull talk, you in another room. Yes. No, and no one else knew. Right. There's multiple people in our studio on a daily basis. And I just remember thinking to myself, there's no way I'm going to keep this to myself. I'm not going to be able to keep it under the wraps, but I did. I'm a you terrible, a I'm a terrible liar, by the way, <laughs> awful liar, which is a great trait, but <laughs> in scenarios like this, not so great. Um, but I remember being really shocked when I first heard about it and it took me a couple of days to process it. 
Um, and it became a reality for me, at least when we actually went down to Nashville to start production officially for the actual commercial. Yeah, that was pretty wild. I remember I was in Boston and you FaceTimed me mm -hmm. and you said, Hey, this FaceTime call is a verbal NDA. Do you agree? And I said, yes, yes, yes. And you said, like is re-releasing the M6 and we're going to shoot a commercial for it. I said, yes, please. Uh, absolutely. We are. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, and then flew back and chatted with you about it at length. And then, yeah, we talked to Gene about yeah. it. And we were off to the races because after you told us, we were in Nashville filming, I think, a week and a half or two weeks later. Yeah, it was a really weird uh, turnaround because uh, I was already in Franklin, um, yes. which is where Joe and Maddie live. This was uh, about mid-August, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. or late August uh, to to film for the documentary. So we were filming a workout. We were filming him getting his new tattoos, mm -hmm. interviewing him more, all that stuff. And then, uh, then he, on that trip, told me that, it, that this was happening. And so when I confirmed to Steven... It was sandwiched in between our September Florida trip. Yeah. So it was like I was in Nashville, back home, back to Nashville to shoot the Leica project, back home, and then we all went to St. Augustine, Florida. Yep. So it was like yeah. it was an extremely chaotic six weeks of a lot of production. Yeah, because the post process was pretty intense on that as well, which we'll talk about in a sec. Yeah. But also, I mean, with the doc and this commercial and the relationship that they had, touching on St. Augustine again, it was super helpful knowing that if we missed anything in Nashville, we were like, all right, Joe, we'll see you in three days in Florida. In a completely new environment. So yeah. we can get more footage, more interview shots, more voiceover. It felt like we really just had... It was unfair. It really, yeah. I mean, it was, it was very comfortable yeah. for us to create this, which was very exciting. And I mean, in all reality, it was like, the way it really kind of worked out is like, you don't make any money off of that. It's just like almost strict. It's just a strictly portfolio piece and yeah. experience work, but helping fund the yeah. documentary essentially. Yeah. We and used subsidized that in, it. I think the entire check just went back into production mm -hmm. for the doc, which mm -hmm. is great because pretty amazing. That Not was, expecting that paycheck. And no. then just like, Oh sweet. Yeah. It was a nice little comfortable bump. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So we film all this stuff. We're taking archival footage. We're going to Nashville and we're filming in St. Augustine as well. We get home. We're back in Chicago. The editing process. Yeah. What did that look like? Uh, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it almost felt like we were editing the documentary because yeah. we had to listen to Joe's first interview where he talked about his artistry yes. and just like getting sound clips from that. Because I think the, the initial, him and name is Joe Greer, might have been from the original interview. That was from the St. Augustine one. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I know, I know we were just like listening to a bunch of different interviews. We we're looking through quite literally hours of footage mm -hmm. and trying to select. And a lot of this is raw footage too. So it's like, you got to pull it into Premiere. There's no way you could just like view it in Finder. So I knew I wanted it to be a collaborative process of editing with Steven. So... I kind of just like let you start cutting the audio at first to try to get, cause we, we didn't have like super clear direction on, we had like a few touch points of what they wanted to be said. We had zero direction. Yeah. yeah. Um, they pretty much gave us creative license. Just yeah. go for it. Yep. And I mean, kudos to them when we sent it to them, it was very, very minimal changes. It mm. was basically just like a bunch of, not a bunch, just a couple legal things where like, they're like we, you just have to change this for like legal purposes. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, 
But like, it was pretty clear that they're like, we just want you to express your artistry and like make something really cool. It was like, well, that's really awesome, but not <laughs> easy to yeah, do. No. When, the, when the turnaround time is quick and we have all the options in the world, it, it's actually almost a problem to have that much freedom. <laughs> and even some of that too is like, you want to protect some of the footage from the documentary. Right, yeah. And you're like, I don't want to give too much away on what we've already shot and yep. cannibalize like all of our time and energy in that. And yep. so it's this balance with that. But, uh, you know, Steven did a really good job of cutting down a lot of the core of what we needed to hear from mm -hmm. Joe, which was, you know, across multiple interviews. Mm -hmm. And and then you just kind of started working in diegetic noises, sounds, um, soundscapes, and putting the first song idea yeah. on it. Yeah. And I think that's when I saw the edit. Yeah. Really for the first time. Yeah. Getting the, the whole concept for it was introing with Joe's life in New York City and then using the energy of New York City through noise and sound and music and footage and everything to communicate what New York City feels like and what street photography feels like. And then to transition out of that into what his life looks like now as a photographer, now that his and Maddie's life is a lot more slow and a, just a different pace of living in Tennessee versus New York. Mm. Um, so having that kind of juxtaposition was the, the baseline that we were working off of. Getting the voiceover set was perfect in a lot of ways because that was a lot of the grueling work. And then the visual side was just very fun mm -hmm. to go back and forth. Because I feel like once you and I hit that rhythm of song choice and footage and extra diegetic noises to go on top of all the footage that we were seeing, we really hit like a really good stride. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think what, what happened is like that first song we were like, it's, it's cool, but it's like, it's not communicating that energy, energy yeah. we need. So I had just heard about makeup and vanity set being mm -hmm. on music bed, which they were literally in stranger things. Mm -hmm. And I know Joe is a huge fan of nostalgic all things nostalgic, 70s, 80s, 90s, all that. And I'm like, what if we just look through Makeup of Vanity's catalog and see if we can find something that's kind of that like deep synth driving. Yep. And then we found the first song. Yep. And it was like, as soon as we heard it, it was like, okay, yeah. yeah. And then once we picked it and put it in, it was just like, oh, this is the exact energy we need, mm -hmm. especially with like the sound of the lightning bolt hitting with yep. his lightning bolt photo and and then it was just this awesome transition into the second song um, where it really communicates that chaos into calm. Mm -hmm. And from there, we were just off to the races and yeah. like it felt very natural to, to add sound design after that, which was a really fun process of just going back and forth with each other. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to skip too far in the process, but like when we sent it to Joe... Oh, that was so validating. His, his reaction was one of the most heartwarming yeah. moments of 2022 for me, at least. It was it was so cool because we didn't show him anything mm -hmm. before we sent him what in our minds was the final cut. And yeah. when he saw that for the first time, he literally stopped watching halfway through so that he could set up his phone to record his reaction, his honest reaction to the remaining half mm -hmm. of the commercial because he was so excited about it. And seeing him get that excited was, it, it's a very, very precious moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really did truly feel like it was the first time he got to see us like 
put something of magnitude together. Yep. Um, because of the documentary, it was just like, you know, like yeah. in his mind, he's like, I don't know how this is going to turn out. I mean, I've seen bits and pieces, but like, yeah. what is it going to look like as a, a whole right. piece? Like a narrative thing. Like this is a full narrative that we created in these three minutes, which I'm realizing now, if you are watching this on YouTube, we'll link the commercial below so that you can actually watch this and have reference for what we're talking about right now. Um, broadening the picture a little bit, Gene, we got to make a commercial for Leica. Like what, what is that? What does that feel like? Yeah, it's crazy because uh, not only is it a, a very well-known brand, even to people who are not photographers, it has so much rich history. And especially with the resurgence of film being so popular right now, um, I think the timing was perfect. And then also for myself being a Leica shooter for about a year, um, when we actually shot that film was really cool for me to have a product in my hand, a camera that I used almost daily. And then to go from a user to helping make a commercial for the actual brand was mind blowing to me. And, um, it was just special. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk a bit about the process of your triple reserve preferred gold <laughs> status? <laughs> hey, well, Steven's a part of the club now. So I am. it's Steven and I am X baby. Um, <laughs> I can talk about the hotel and like yeah. kind of how that was set up, which then played a nice character. Well, tell in the, tell the story about like how you surprised me. Oh you yeah. Knew? You Steven knew? I did. I told you. Yeah. Yeah. I did tell you. Yeah. So, so this, this for context in late August, September. Yes. Like the very last days of August going into September. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Before. Yeah. Of 2022. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one of the roles that I've kind of played in the process of making the documentary last year was helping with, uh, like, I guess, coordinating with travel, logistical things, communication, rentals, just making it easier for these guys so that they could be solely focused on the creative side of things. And really what I tried to focus on last year was finding gaps in all the production and helping in those gaps. And one of those gaps was travel. So, um, what was perfect was at least for a couple of years now, I've been trying to travel hack as much as possible, whether that's through credit cards or leveraging points from credit cards. And so um, when we were booking everything for this specific trip, Eric, I've always communicated to him the budget for everything, how much he wants to spend, where are we going to cap at? Is this hotel okay? Is this car okay? Because he was the one fronting basically all the costs for production. And so I just wanted to make sure that he wasn't overextending and so when he gave me a budget, there was a hotel that I was originally going to book, but honestly, it wasn't great. It was like a very, like, it was like a Holiday Inn. It was something like that. It wasn't great, but six. Um, I had some points left over um, and I was like, you know what? Like, why don't we just combine? I didn't tell Eric, why don't we combine the budget he originally had? I'll throw my points on top of that and we'll book a nice hotel. So I booked, I think a Virgin Hotel in like downtown, downtown. Yep. And it was Beautiful. It's one of yeah. the nicer hotels I've, I was actually surprised as well. Like when we walked in the room, weren't there like macaroons and yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was like romantic. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? It was romantic. Um, and it stayed that way the entire trip. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, but that's what happened. I, I told Steven ahead of time and Steven's been pretty interested in travel hacking as well. And he's already been on that journey. Yes. But with Eric, at least because at that point it was nine months of travel for him, nine months of travel for the team. I think at that point, everyone wasn't 
it wasn't just fatigue, but I think everyone needed a little boost. And I was really happy to offer that little surprise for Eric, especially. Um, and it just worked out because that hotel almost became like a, an oasis for us to, we had some very, very deep conversations in that hotel, in the lobby, in the room. And if anything, that place, that hotel created an environment for us to create some awesome things. And for the actual commercial, we actually used some of the actual hotel room to film the commercial, like the red table that you'll see if you're seeing it for the first time, the commercial Mm -hmm. that was already in the hotel room. It was just a side table there. Steven had the wonderful idea of maybe using the curtains for diffusion or for movement, which was also included in the commercial. So choosing that hotel, it, that was never the intention to use the hotel as a backdrop for the commercial, but that was a nice little surprise as well to be able to use the hotel to leverage it. Cause it was so nice and finding that we were able to use it for the commercial itself. So that's what happened. Yeah. The fact that they had a Leica brand red table it was like perfect. with a glossy finish. So you get that <sighs> mirrored, that alone, I feel like was worth, worth the price of admission there because it was yeah. a prop that we wouldn't have flown with and it ended up being kind of a hero not only in the commercial, but also in the photos that we sent, because that was part of this whole thing too, is actually taking photos of Joe, of the camera to then be used on like his website as well. That was like another element that we had in the back of our minds while we were filming this thing. Yeah. Um, With a Mamiya. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and a waterproof Nikon. Don't say it. That was Joe's banner image on his profile for Leica was my $99 waterproof Nikon. It's a great photo. It's actually incredible. It's an accidental photo. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty great. Everything about it is amazing. Just the whole experience of that trip too, like having uh, dinner the first night with him Mm. was incredible. Yeah. What was that place again? It was the Rose something? Rose Pony? Rose Cafe. Yeah. It's great. That place was Wait, awesome. From like Schitt's Creek. I okay, that's what I thought. Because <laughs> it is something like that. Though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but then like we did we did other stuff too. Like we went to Broadway another night and he took us to like a honky tonk bar, which was so cool. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, yeah that was some really portraits fun, at the bar. Yeah. It was like fun stuff like that, just kind of showing us Broadway. It was cool to have that kind of in with him because he hasn't he hasn't shot Broadway. He didn't shoot Broadway like really at all in twenty twenty two. Um, I know he did it through 21 and made a few street diary videos there, but it was, it was pretty cool to just like see him in his element and to let him be able to share that component of his life and work with us, mm-hmm. which was, yeah, it was just super fun. Yeah. It felt like a really sentimental trip mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Totally. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Especially yeah. that, um, really delicious cake that the three of us shared at the hotel. The really reasonably <laughs> priced, Very delicious reasonable. cake. Not, not reasonably priced. It was like a $17 slice of cake. Oh my gosh. I was like, Gene, let me pay. He's like, no, 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 no. I got this. I was like, are you, are you sure? Oh, yeah, yeah, Do you know right. this is a $17 slice of cake? And he's like, oh, uh, I actually lost my wallet in the parking lot. Uh, never mind. <laughs> What did we, we also got the, like the banana, no, we got the wafer banana. one. Yes, oh, we did. Yeah, yeah, that one was good. That was really good. <laughs> I like that one a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That was very fun. That That's, trip was special though, because for me, at least emotionally with Joe, it felt like that trip solidified, um, more of the trust that really kind of set the tone for what happened afterwards, the St. Augustine trip too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I do wonder like if the Nashville trip didn't go as well as it did for the Leica commercial, would we have been able to capture what we did in 
Florida. I don't know, but that Nashville trip was amazing. And so many, I, I really think that it started a lot of things for us, us with Joe. Um, it was like the perfect trip. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. it, I don't know if it would have been as natural of a segue to like go as deep as we did into Joe's past yeah. mm-hmm. and trauma and the Florida trip. Had we not had some of those interactions in a Nashville week, a week or two prior. Yeah. Just as a group, like the three, the core of, of the team. Right. Us. Yeah. And just building that trust and letting him know, it, you know, it's safe to let us into those places. Cause he took us to his hometown and we're the only people outside of Maddie he's ever taken to his hometown. You know, yeah. that's, that's still wild to me that yeah. that's the case. Yeah. That, that day was long certainly, but one of the most rewarding moments of the entire production for the doc was, was just being, being there and driving around and, and seeing him in that state was a very different side than anything we'd encountered yep. leading up to it. So that was, and I think it's, it's going to unveil uh, a part of who he is, especially with people that have followed him for years mm. that they just had no idea existed. Yeah. And quite literally is like that trip is what makes the film. Yeah. 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 It sets up a lot of what happens and also has some isolated incidents within it that are very emotionally compelling. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, it, it, um, it certainly sets the scene for, what comes later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wow. That was a really special one. Mm-hmm. Oh man. But then we got to see, well, we didn't get to go to Germany, but then we saw him <laughs> and his stories and everything. Like, <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Be able to, you know, they watched yeah. the commercials or the him yep. and two other ambassadors that they picked for this project. And yeah. he got to do a red carpet event with Maddie mm-hmm. and just like, he's able to talk to all the like employees mm-hmm. and, CEO and all that stuff. So, yeah. and then I actually don't know if we can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't the head of marketing come up to him and ask <laughs> oh, if, oh if he knew Gene Yoon? a guy named Gene Yoon? <laughs> I, so ridiculous. I, it's still, I, whenever I think about it, which is never, but when it comes up, I'm just like, why? Okay. Wait. Okay. So it's, it's post launch. Of the M6, the yeah. announcement is out. I think it's a couple days after Joe texted us. He was like, the three of you need to FaceTime me. I, I need to see Gene's face. You need to be with Gene when, you, I, when I call me? you guys. He texted Eric, and oh, yeah. I wasn't in the studio that day. Yeah. So it was the next day the next that day like, Eric yeah. Yeah. gathered all of us for this FaceTime with Joe. Yes. And, and I was like, what's going on? I was like, is Joe mad at us? Like, what? <laughs> why does he need to see all of us in FaceTime? And so what does he tell you that he learned while he was in Germany? It's <laughs> so absurd. I want, I want to hear you say it. <laughs> I don't want to it's say like it. It's like torture for Gia. You it have is. to. I'm like sweating now. He, what, he was like at a table. Sweaty, fun like a and dinner. thriving. It was like one of those. It was like, a, oh my gosh. I've got butt sweat now. Now it's oh, on these no. acoustic panels. Um <laughs> So the head of marketing of Leica comes up to Joe and says, Hey, do you know Gene Yoon? And Joe's like, yeah, yeah, I know Gene. Yeah, I know Gene. He's part of the commercial. Yeah, he's been helping with the doc all year. And then uh, the head of marketing said, oh, because I don't want to say it. <laughs> we were considering choosing Gene as one of the ambassadors for this project. 
true story. To re-release them six. Gene was on the short list. Which I remember looking at Joe, I'm like, Joe, stop lying now. That's not even a nice, that's not even a nice joke. That's like, you're just being mean now. Um, but Joe was serious. Yeah. And I was so, I'm still taken aback, honestly. I don't even know why, why? That you is. use your M6. A lot. I do shoot with it a lot now. So much. Yeah. And one of the things that I focused on last year during production was capturing a lot of BTS. Yes. All on film. It was so one of the things that no grateful. one asked me to do, but one of the things that I knew would mean a lot, not only for the actual doc, but for us to have it as a keepsake. And we have plans for what to do with all the BTS photos that we've taken over the course of the year. But I knew right away that the M6 was the perfect tool for me to capture a lot of BTS. Um, and so I was shooting on it a lot, but I mean, there are plenty of Leica shooters who are incredible. Um, but regardless, it was very flattering for me to hear that from Joe. Um, still blows my mind, honestly, Yeah, but crazy. Pretty cool moment. Yeah. Yeah. We were all just beside ourselves. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like a really nice, like cherry on top after getting through the finish line of getting the commercial and everything. And then hearing that afterwards, it was like a nice little boost. Yeah. And it, and like, I'm fully, 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 uh, I, when I, I say this sincerely in that, um, it was affirmation, not for me only, but it was affirmation for all of us because honestly, these guys are the subject of most of my photos with the M6. I mean, that's the reality too. And documenting the, the um, like BTS of the documentary and our life here in Chicago and all the work that we've been up to. And so, um, yeah, if anything, it was an affirmation for all of our hard work, uh, not just me being noticed, but all three of us being noticed, which that was really cool. He's just being humble. No, yeah. I'm not. It's not like he came up and said, do you know Gene Yoon? Cause he took a photo of Eric Floberg and Steven Schultz. That's really, really cool. No, he just said, do you know Gene Yoon? Cause he's a rock Maybe he's another Gene Yoon. <laughs> well, probably somewhere in the world, but. No, there is, cause I tried buying his URL. He wouldn't let me. <laughs> that's why it's gene-yoon.com. There is, isn't there another, there's another Gene Yoon on YouTube. Oh, I don't know. There probably is. Does yeah, he shoot absolutely. a like M6? <laughs> There's also another Steven Schultz on YouTube. Yeah. There is? Yeah. yeah. I'm taller than him though. So <laughs> doesn't matter. And stronger than him. <laughs> Definitely stronger than him. Yeah. This was a, a really special project to work on. I'm trying to think of other like little in-between moments and stories to share, like little behind the scenes things that we hadn't discussed <laughs> in the videos or mm -hmm. any of the stories that we shared when it was released. Well, it's going to be really cool to just have this <clears throat> as a portfolio piece with the business we want to start together. Mm -hmm. Like how, how cool was it that, I mean, it was really kind of the litmus test of us understanding like, okay, we do have a really good vibe mm -hmm. working on projects like this together. Why, why don't we do it more? Mm -hmm. So between that and the documentary, I think really kind of solidified for us. Like, yeah, if we're going to pursue more commercial work, let's just kind of do it as a crew and yeah. maybe we just formalize that with our own LLC or whatever. And that's still kind of hashing out this year. Uh, but it's going to be really special to put that piece kind of as a flagship por portfolio piece on, on that site. And hopefully we'll bring just a lot of credibility to mm. what we can do and what we can make. Yeah. And, uh, and then when the documentary is done, like we'll be able to you know, put yeah. the trailer up there too and talk through all, all of that work as well. Um, yeah. So pretty yeah. wild. It, it really is. It, I hadn't thought about that project in a long time. And like 
going back into my memory and thinking about like all of the the moments and like the excitement leading up to it and some of like the the, the chaos in the production process of it and trying to get it edited in time and uh, just the the whole thing is so it's such an honor to have worked on something like that and to have known in hindsight that we like absolutely put our best foot forward didn't like cheap out on any part of it at all we like left it all out on the field and we put out one one of the proudest pieces that I've ever been a part of honestly Mm -hmm. um it just feels really good to feel that way in hindsight and to know we really did our best work there Mm -hmm. um I never thought in a million years we'd have worked with Leica in that capacity for such a huge release too like it's it is truly such an honor to have had any part in it at all um and I hope it breeds more work of that nature going forward yeah we're also just extremely thankful and indebted to Joe for like, yeah. you know, giving us the opportunity to do that. Cause there's virtually no chance we would have been able to, had mm-hmm. we not developed a relationship with him or, and that's, what's so cool about this is like, you know, I've been trying to harp on this idea and mentality for a while is that like you, you have to try and attempt things that are fully out of your comfort zone, whether that's creatively, you know, traveling to go somewhere, spending a lot more money than you're expecting to, to, develop a new skill, create new bonds and relationships with people because Mm. when you choose to do those things and you work hard and you show up and you make cool things, opportunities like this then present themselves. Yep. And there's no denying that. Like had we not pursued working on this documentary and like actually making it happen because it so many times in the early process could have completely fallen apart and Mm -hmm. just been like, eh, never mind. Mm -hmm. But going through with it and, you know, taking that risk is what ended up giving us the opportunity to have now a portfolio piece that will almost assuredly land us more work and justify, you know, companies taking a chance on us to make something for them. Yep. Yeah. There is so much value in working for free in that regard. Yes. Like you never know what connection will lead to the next connection that will lead to just your work and your work ethic being in front of someone who knows someone that gets you the job of a lifetime and then potentially changes the course of your career. Mm -hmm. Um, And even if it's work that you're maybe not totally jazzed about, like what Eric said, like always showing up, always working hard, always being nice to people so that you are just maintaining good relationships and also just maintaining integrity while you're working on those things goes such a long way long-term. And I think that can be really, really apparently seen in this Leica project. It's special. It really, really was. Special. The conversations, I know you touched on this briefly, but the conversations that we had in like the hotel lobby, yeah. um, I think we actually talked about it yeah. uh, in the second episode of the 2023 catalog of Rally Caps. But um, that was such a fantastic couple hours that we spent down there in the morning. That, that was the framework of what we, yeah. what mm-hmm. we now have. Yeah. This, yeah. It is, this space is a manifestation of that conversation yep. for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we'll continue to just keep blossoming from that being really the start of it all, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so cool. And yeah. it's so cool to track the progress of that to then St. Augustine to ultimately the Nashville trip that the three of us were on in November, yeah. which at that point we were signing the lease for this space and yeah. we were oh even more committed yeah. to everything that we were taking and going forward with. Um, it, it's cool like to see our progression 
tied in so intimately with the trips that we took on the dock because the three of us really were the the core group moving from place to place for the majority of the trips and it's it is so wild because that was also only like five months ago Mm -hmm. oh crazy time has flown by since then like so much has happened in such a little amount of time and that's that's really cool that gives you a lot of hope for what what is possible in the next steps Mm -hmm. because we're only five months removed from that it's like what what kind of opportunities we're going to have in the next five months it's going to be wild yeah um maybe to wrap up the episode let's just talk about the new studio just Mm -hmm. a little bit uh, and maybe just talk about things that we're working on currently and some, uh, some action items that we've got going forward and things that we'll be working on for the next couple weeks. We are getting lights. Oh, baby, oh, yeah. are we getting lights? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, baby, are. are we getting lights? Shout out Aperture. They are hooking it up in this studio. Yep. Yeah, so uh, yep. we mentioned that in... Uh, I, I mentioned it in my studio video yeah. that I released. Yeah, we dropped those videos, I think, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It was, yeah. a, it was a fun ago. story. It yeah. was, <laughs> Steven was in Mexico on a commercial shoot. That's right. And, yeah. uh, and I, he had just watched my video, I think, and he saw, like, towards the end, I, I talked about what we want to do in this little section off to our left here. It's like a 25-foot space. Like, it goes tw- 25 feet up in the air. The rest of the space is, like, four, 14 feet yeah. ceilings. Yeah. And that but space like is a, just a huge cavern. Like a 14 by 14 pocket where it's 25 feet tall. And uh, we had the idea of, like, oh, what if we what if we just kind of do like a scrim up in the ceiling? Mm-hmm. Like we'll have a silk up there. We can anchor it with ratchet straps in the corner or whatever. And just like have a taut silk and then blast light through the top of it. Yep. And I was standing on the ladder and I was like, so aperture yeah. <laughs> hit us up. And then not, not even 24 hours. I got an email from a representative at aperture and he's like, Hey, let me contact you with our marketing person. Like, and you know, so we got on a call with them and, um, we'll be getting, we're still having conversations about which, you know, products to get and yep. to showcase in here. But again, it's that whole concept of like, do something uncomfortable, mm-hmm. pay more money for something, uh, but, but make, you know, have a vision mm-hmm. for what something can be and then see what happens. Yep. And you just got to like take a shot in the dark. And then all of a sudden this brand wants to collaborate with us in this capacity. Mm-hmm. So we do plan on doing that. We will buy a 12 by 12 silk. We'll yep. anchor it to the corners, hopefully of uh, that space. And then just blast a couple of really strong lights through it. So it feels like this frosted skylight. Yeah. Like in the dark Knight trilogy from Christopher Nolan, like when Batman's uh, in his lair like yes. down below, like that look yeah. of like a God light coming yes. down and it's beautiful and diffused and just incredible. And we'll kind of just with. be like the key light of the whole space. Yeah. Or it's like, if no lights are on, you just turn that thing on and it'll feel like you're outside inside. It's going to look insane. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> It'd be great. Really great. So they're also going to send us uh, a couple other things like another 300X and um, some MC lights. MCs. With um, a charging case, which yes. Gene is very excited about. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I almost exploded. Oh, no. Very excited. Well, because we've talked about that for literally all of last yeah. year. Like, we should get this. We should get And we yeah. just never got it. But the use case for a lot of their products, I think, was great for us during production of the documentary. Yeah. And moving forward for all of the projects that we're going to work on together, I really believe that them as a partner is going to be incredible for us. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. And then we kind of have another plan in this spot here. Yeah. You want to talk about that, Stephen? Yeah, so we're going to go forward with the walls idea that we talked about in an earlier episode, but instead of a ceiling ceiling, 
we're going to get another scrim to lay on top of the two walls so that the metal frame can rest up there very easily, but it gives us the flexibility to just shoot light through the top of it, similar to what we are going to do with the silk uh, in the other part of the studio and light things very easily uh, and also acoustically just treat things a little better because as fun as the blanket fort is, it's going to be nicer to have more space right here. So uh, yeah, that's, that's what this set is going to look like. And as we are able to get the walls and the ceiling and expand things a little bit so they're not like on top of each other as we're recording, we'll get furniture in here. We'll do a little more set design and make this feel like a really cool and kind of cozy living room type space. And Eric has a prop. Oh, yes. From <laughs> from a Rally Caps alumni. Yeah. Um, wait. OK, Gene, just talk about this real quick. Because yeah. you, knew, you knew about this. You surprised us. I did. We're on YouTube like, now, so yeah. you can see An hour ago. Um, so uh, our friend Kyler, who has been on Rally Caps before, mm -hmm. an incredible photographer, very talented, um, texted me not even a couple weeks ago, and he said, congrats on the new space. Would love to send you guys a gift. And I was like, oh, dude, you don't have to do that. He's like, I would love to send you guys a print. Just choose anything from my gallery, and I'll send it over. Uh, and, and honestly, all of Kyler's work is incredible. So I said, thank you, first of all. And I said, you can just choose whatever print you want to send. And then I followed up asking, did you tell Steven and Eric? And he said, oh, I didn't tell them yet. I told him, please don't tell them. Would love to surprise them as well. So I knew it was on its way and it got to our mail room today. <laughs> as we were walking back from the coffee shop with our coffees with Eric's chai tea latte that he did the caramel in. <laughs> which is the right call. Um, we saw this in the mailbox and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, like this is it, this is for us, it's a surprise. I don't really know what's in it, but I kind of know. Uh, and so we came up here, we opened it up and it was this incredible print from Kyler Steele. So thank you so much for sending it over. Thanks, yeah. Kyler. Kyler, you're the best. We love you very much. And we love all of you for watching and listening this week's episode of the show. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, Maybe uh, hit that like button, subscribe, share it with a friend who might benefit from conversations like this. And also, if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the good streaming services, if you feel so inclined, maybe give us a five-star rating and, and share it there as well. We're really trying to go hard with the show this year, and we'd love as much support as we can get to just spread the word to as many people as possible. So thank you again for listening and watching. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> on, on three. One, two, three. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, the dissonance. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. There was no harmony there.